1: McKinley-Wright
0: from the logo! Got it! Oh, McKinley-Wright! Welcome into the DMVR Buffs Podcast, presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we, uh, we're talking about realignment. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. When was that? That was Saturday, maybe? Friday? I'm not really sure. Um, but at that point, all we knew was that USC and UCLA were going to the Big Ten. So we talked through a bunch of the possibilities for Colorado. Um... At this point, it seems pretty clear that they aren't getting into the Big Ten, Um, and and that was always the dream situation, because that would be an easy way to pick up $90 million a year from a stable conference with a deal that's locked in and a bunch of good football teams, and so you just really can't beat that. Um, Like I said, that doesn't seem possible at this point, so the Buffs have got to move on. Uh, The big news, Buffs-wise, is that yesterday, Tuesday, Dennis Dodd from CBS said that the Big 12 was talking to six Pac-12 teams about potentially moving over to the Big 12. So the six teams would be Colorado, Utah, the two Arizona teams, and Washington and Oregon. Um, We'll get into the details of what that would mean in a second, but uh, what we do know is that Colorado had basically a closed-door meeting last night with the Board of Regents and Rick George. And obviously, it, we can't hear what was said. Um, I think all we've we've officially been told is that it was about a specific legal matter um, regarding something about the Pac-12. Um, I don't know what exactly that would be. But if I were to guess, I would say it has something to do with trying to get out of the PAC-12 and what that process is like. Um, so the grant of rights with the PAC-12, first of all, I don't think we've seen it. I, I it's, it's not public, and I don't think it's ever been leaked out at all, um, which means we just don't know what's in that document. And that's the document that says, you know, you're now a part of the PAC-12, and that means the PAC-12 has all of your rights. Um, and you can sell those and all those sorts of things. And it also says what happens if you break that contract. So I'm pretty sure we know that the, the ACC, maybe? It's, it's one of those conferences down there. They, they have a grant of rights that runs through 2099. And if you break it, you owe a bunch of money. Um, the rumor going around is that breaking that grant of rights, the Pac-12 grant of rights, costs over $50 million. So when USC and UCLA say they're leaving the conference... They owe the conference fifty million plus dollars to do that. Um, again, that's like the rumored number. We don't know what exactly it says in the contract. the The lawyers will be involved, trying to say like, "No, we get to do it for free, or we only have to pay this, or, or whatever and whatever." Um, again, without knowing what it says, it's tough to say what's going to happen. I think if I were to guess, that last night's meeting with the board of regents would have been about that whole process in getting out of the Pac-12 and what that would cost. Um, and I would guess they don't even really have a solution. Uh, I would just, uh, Again, it's a really complicated document. It's really long. And it probably means the lawyers are going to have to spend some time looking at it. Who knows, though? Um, it could have been about something else entirely. Um, so... There's that little piece, and with, with all of these sorts of things, they move quickly. Um, it isn't something where it takes typically a couple of years to think about, oh, do we go to the Big 12? Do we stay with the Pac-12? You know, it Usually, like you hear news that there was a meeting Tuesday morning, and it makes you wonder if by Tuesday night you're going to have all six of those teams going to the Big 12. And four of them, I think, would have pretty good reason. Two of them maybe don't, um, but we're going to get into that part later on. But that's that's kind of where we're at now. You know, I Colorado has put out the statement saying, yep, we're we're with the Pac-12 and we want to do everything we can to put the Pac-12 in the best position possible. And We're going to work through this. I said three sentences. I think their release was two sentences. Um, I've seen a lot of the schools put them up. I didn't go through and see if every school has said that. Um, but I would imagine they would. You know, there's the... I, I think when CU fans see oh, no, we're we're sticking with the Pac-12, and we're, we're doing everything we can for the Pac-12. That's not something that they would like to hear, but that's not a statement that's for the fans. That's a statement that's for George Kleofkoff and the Pac-12 just saying, yep, we're doing this, and it doesn't matter if we're bugging people. And, and the other part is nobody really believes anything anybody's saying at this point, because how could you? Um and USC and UCLA were working for the Pac-12 while knowing that they were probably leaving. So those are um those statements don't really mean much at all. Um but but again, that's kind of where we are at this point is there's 10 teams in the Big 12. There's 10 teams in the Pac-12. Could there be some sort of merger? Definitely. Um could the Big 12 poach a bunch of teams? Definitely. Um, it seems like if it's going to go one way or the other, that'd be the way it would go. Um, it doesn't look like at this point the Pac-12 is swooping in and picking up you know, Baylor, TCU, and, and two others, saying this is the new Pac-14. It does seem like if anybody leaves, it's going to be Pac-12 to Big 12. And again, I, I think it'd be a good move to make. We'll talk about that part later, though. Um, yeah. I think those are all the details. I think those are all the details. Um, oh, I guess there's there's one more really big piece of the puzzle, and that is this. So, when USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten, Washington and Oregon reached out to the Big Ten to see if they could join. Um, and we're basically told no, um, but maybe there was a slight crack in the door. It's kind of tough to tell. It depends on which reporting you read. Um, the, they said... Like They they might have said if if Notre Dame says that they'll come to the Big Ten and stops being independent, they give up that NBC deal and just be a part of the Big Ten, then you know that opens the door to maybe add Oregon and Washington and one other team, really. And I think the first report was that maybe they go after North Carolina. Who knows? Um, but that's what's up there. And again, we talked about why you'd want to go to the Big Ten, and that's the $90 million check every year. And that's versus maybe $45 million from the Big 12. Maybe a fair number. Um, it's tough to say at this point because they don't have those locked in. And I guess the Big 10 deal isn't locked in yet either. But that should be coming the next few weeks. Um, the point of this, though, Oregon and Washington were rejected. But they might be holding out hope because the Notre Dame decision probably isn't going to come for a couple years because of their contract with NBC. Um, so when there's these six teams that want to go to the Big Twelve, you know, Oregon, Washington, the two Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah, four of those schools, all of them except for Oregon and Washington, I think have pretty good reason to just say, Yep, we're gonna do it. Oregon and Washington, though, they are probably thinking, Nope, we've gotta wait because if we can get into the Big Ten that is just a much better result and if that means spending two more years in the Pac 12 that is fine with us. Um and that probably makes sense for them too. So that changes the conversation to make you wonder whether the Big 12 would be interested in just adding those four schools. You know, if 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 it's the four schools plus Oregon and Washington, well, all of a sudden that's a that's a really good group, but Oregon and Washington are probably what's paying most of the bills um, and the reason they think they'd make more money if they made the merger. Um, so that part is it's tricky, and we're going to dig into more of that in just a second. Real quick, though, DraftKings Sportsbook is incredible. It's one of the things that I miss when I'm in Montana. Um, you can't just bet on everything. I probably would have been on the Rockies last night. You know, I bought into the hype that the Rockies were just consistently beating the Dodgers and the Padres. Um, I should have realized like this is a chance for the tides to turn and to stop betting on these things to happen. Um, But there's good bets out there. Like basically any bet against the Rockies. Um, If you've been betting on Chris Bryant to get his first home run, that finally hit last night was not worth it. But um, at least you finally got your payoff. Uh, The action never ends. There's golf, there's MMA, there's baseball. You can play the same game, parlays, the spreads, the money lines, over-unders, so many different props. Whatever you want to do, you can do it at DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Make your first bet and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, also, Athletic Greens. Um, athletic Greens is awesome. I use it every day. I actually didn't bring it up to Montana, which was a bad decision. You know, actually, you guys can get those free travel packs. I should ask if I could get some of those. Um... But you feel the difference. You know, it's a great way to start your day. It has all the vitamins. It has minerals, whole foods, sores, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, basically everything you could want. And not having it for a few days now does not feel good. Um, it, it helps with gut health. It, it gives you more energy. It helps your immune system. If you don't like taking pills um, or if you just don't have time to take a bunch of different supplements, you know that's what makes it great is that it packs in everything you need need into just one little bag and you just take a scoop out shake it up in your water and you're good to go Uh, it's a it's a climate neutral certified company um they they bought carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforests they do all sorts of awesome stuff um including donating over 1.2 million meals to the no kid hungry program here in the united states um to make it easy, if you want to sign up, Athletic Greens will give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you've got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs. That's athleticgreens.com slash B-U-F-F-S. Um, and you can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Um, I just, real quick, Breckenridge Brewery. Um, Breckenridge, again, pays for so much of the stuff that we do um, by buying these ads. They also are giving us stuff for giveaways. They're sending people to Avs games during this playoff run. They're, they're donating money to Boulder County fire victims. Uh, if you want to pick up some Breckenridge beers, then you'd be making a good decision, but go to breckbrew.com Type in your zip code. It'll tell you all the different options near you. Again, I'm up in Montana, and there's a whole bunch of places you can go to pick up most of them. You can't get all of them. You can't get, like, a pure box of Strawberry Skies, um, but you can get, like, the sampler that has those in it. Um, It's good stuff. It's a good company. So go to Breckbrew.com figure out where you can buy Breckenridge beers. All right. Now that the stage is kind of set with all the, the newsy stuff in the first half, I want to get into what should the Buffs do? Um, and, and, you know, we, we left off saying, I think there's good reason for four of these schools to leave. I think there's a good reason for two of the schools to stick behind. Um, I believe it was in Dennis Dodd's initial report yesterday that he said if the four schools move, you know, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State... They would probably get about the same payout from the Big Twelve that they would get from the Pac-12. That's that's like based on Dennis Dodd from CBS and some of the people he knows in the industry, and it it probably lines up. Like if you just take it at face value, um, it seems like the rights to that conference with those teams divided up would be about the same as in the Pac-12. Um, just off the top of your head, um, you wonder just a little bit if they're watering it down so if, if you add those four teams in you take the 14 teams and the payout on average that they would get would there just be a bigger payout for the 10 current teams um I don't think they're watering it down much um I don't think the difference is is significant it, it should be about the same deal whether you have those four or not would be my guess um but that would be one little factor um, so we don't know for sure first of all and I've said this before whether the Big 12 would just take those four or whether they'd hold out and say we need Oregon and Washington too I think there's a world in which those four move and then two years down the line Oregon and Washington say you know what we're not going to make this work we're going to follow you um, but that might be a little bit tougher to get done than if all six just say yep we'll do it and everybody signs the deal today If you're Colorado and you get the same payout from the Big 12 or the Pac-12, should you leave? And that's probably the big question right now, although they might not have the option like we've said. I think you do. Um, I think it makes sense to uh, for a couple different reasons. And and the big reason, the one that that is kind of pushing me this direction versus all kind of the, the small reasons on the side, is that you're hurting the pac 12 um, and I think Dennis Dodd pointed this out as well, but if you go over to the Big 12, all of a sudden you have three of these really big conferences. Now, the SEC and the Big 10 probably have more talent and, and will win more, but you have turned this into a situation where the Big 12 is the number three conference. The Pac-12 has kind of been knocked out of the Power 5, and the ACC is behind the Big 12 in front of the Pac-12, but without great positioning going forward you know that's not a place that's going to be adding schools they're likely looking at losing schools to the SEC over the course of you know these these next couple of years would be my guess um, so if Colorado and these other schools were to jump ship yeah you you might not be in that much of a better position but the big difference is that the Pac-12 is in a much worse position and when it comes time to negotiate TV rights you can kind of establish that sort of dominance and know that you're number three, and put you in position to to make some moves going forward. You know, and this is this is the other thing I wanted to get to today. I just ran through and looked at um, so the end of season top twenty five poll, and we talked about this a little bit before, and, and I think it was Saturday's podcast. Um, but if you look at the the final rankings from last season, the final top twenty five teams. The SEC had six of them. With with if you give them Oregon or sorry uh, Oklahoma and Texas, th- this is all based on where these teams will be in the next two years, based on what we know now. Um, the SEC has six. The Big Ten would have had four, although they might be able to add Notre Dame. And if they add Notre Dame, then that would be five. And if they get their hands on Oregon, that would be six. Um, the Big Twelve, if you include. I guess Utah's the top twenty-five team, but the other three teams that would come with the the next version of the Big Twelve would have had six, which is as many as the SEC. Um, and you know it was probably worth noting that actual Big Twelve teams from last year there were three of them, um, and one of those was Oklahoma. So you're you have Houston in there, you have BYU in there, you have Cincinnati in there. Uh, you'd be adding Utah, but then all of a sudden you're up to six. These obviously aren't the you know, cream-of-the-crop teams. These aren't, you know, it's not Bama and Georgia. It's Cincinnati and Houston. Um, But it is a good start. And you also look through and say, okay, so looking through this top 25 from last year, if, again, we're using where these teams will be by like the twenty twenty five season, all this should be set in with the Oklahoma and Texas move, the USC UCLA move, and a potential Big Twelve Pac twelve thing going on. Then you'd have number one SEC, that's Georgia. Number two, Alabama's SEC. Number three is Michigan from the Big Ten. Number four, Cincinnati going to the Big Twelve. Number five is Baylor going to the Big Twelve. Number six is Ohio State from the Big Ten. Um, number seven is Oklahoma State from the Big Twelve. So again. SEC has 1 and 2 and 11, uh, and I guess they'd have 10 because Oklahoma's moving. Big 10 has number 3, number 6, number 9, and then nothing until number 23. Uh, But this new Big 12 would have number 4, number 5, number 7. I guess their next one would be Utah at number 12. So they're not that far behind even at the top level. Um so again, we're I'm not saying this new Big Twelve would be as good as the Big Ten or as good as the SEC, but it's not a bad place to work off of. And I think the other thing it gives you is more teams. Because, you know, people point out, yeah, Rutgers sucks, Vanderbilt sucks. But a lot more of the time you're talking about how many top 25s they team how uh, how many top 25 teams they have how many top 10 teams they have and just by having more options you know having 16 lottery tickets instead of having 10 you wind up in a decent spot I guess it'd actually be 14 um but that's not that's not a, a bad situation to be in because even if you're not winning national championships or anything. and they I mean, again, you probably wouldn't. Like, Cincinnati's probably not going to take that jump. Baylor's probably... I, I guess... They they need these teams to get really good. Utah could get lucky. Um, it's just tough to imagine any of them actually competing with, you know, Georgia or Bama or whoever the number one is. Even if they aren't way up there, just having more teams that are in the conversation at the end of the year. You know, e- even if CU is three and seven with two weeks left, but those last two games are against Baylor and Utah. And both of those are fringe top 10 teams. That's that makes you relevant because that's the other thing that, that's happening in the PAC 12 is that, yeah, Colorado's not drawing many viewers at this point, um, especially in those late season games. But if they were playing good teams, then those good teams would draw viewers. There just aren't a lot of, I mean, what you finished with two ranked teams last year now just by having 14, you're in those conversations. It um, makes it easier to, to get somebody in the top 25 or into the top 10 or into the playoff. And even if they aren't the top level, who knows? Maybe you can build something up out of the Big 12 so that in this next round of TV negotiations you can actually make a little bit of money. Um, and It's tough to believe they would ever be anything but the little brother to, to the SEC and to the Big 10. But if if you can move to the Big Twelve, just kind of end the Pac twelve in doing it, and and probably assert some dominance over the ACC again. That's that's a much better situation than the Pac twelve is in right now, and it, it seems like it would be worth it. And again, would the Big Twelve just take Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado? We don't know. They they might hold out and and say we have to have Oregon and Washington. And if Oregon and Washington are really willing to to kind of sit around for a year or two, probably two years, and and see what Notre Dame does and see whether they get lucky and get an invitation to the Big Ten, that could make all of this a, a big problem. But Colorado's got to be pushing hard to get to the Big Twelve. It's the best option at this point. And as soon as this passes. The best option is, you know, holding strong with the Pac twelve with ten teams and hoping for the best. And if I mean I, I guess Colorado could push for that, but there might be others pushing for, you know, adding San Diego State or or adding some of these Mountain West teams. And that's when you really start watering down what you've got. Um So I think that's the big thing right here is just Colorado needs to find a way to get into the Big Twelve. Because if they don't that's that's not good. And then then you don't really have a solution. Um, but but going through some of these others, so I, I mentioned the the final AP top twenty five rankings from last year. It was actually kind of interesting. So there's there's two versions of rankings out from ESPN. One is the FPI. That's that Football Power Index. Uh, the computer ranking where they I don't even know what they do. They take player stats from last year and. They, I think, might look at recruiting rankings and that sort of thing. Um, But they come up with their computer rankings. Um, Those update pretty constantly. Um, But there's also... I can't remember who wrote their way too early AP Top 25-ish thing. Um, But in the FPI... It really favors the SEC. So this new version of the SEC, both Oklahoma and Texas are actually in it. And the SEC has 11 of the top 25. New Big Ten has five of the top 25. Uh, the Big 12 has three. Um, the new Big 12 um, w- would be four if they got Oregon as well. But you have teams, I think like Cincinnati's at like 27 and Houston's at like 29. Um, so kind of interesting. It m- Maybe overvalues the SEC. Maybe it's right about how college football works right now. But there's that. In the way too early top 25, the the most recent one that ESPN has, which I think might be a month or two old at this point, the SEC, they've got seven teams. The Big Ten has five. Um, why do I have maybe USC? No, I think they have five plus maybe Oregon is what I meant to write. So, so if they got Oregon, then that five would go to six. Uh, big 12 has six, and if they got Oregon, that six would go to seven. Um, so, again, just in terms of number of top teams, you finished last year with the Big 12 having more than the Big 10. You, you're you going into this year thinking maybe, I, how big of a drop-off is Cincinnati going to hit? They lose their quarterback, they lose their running back, they lose their star pass rusher, they lose their star cornerback. What are they left with? Who knows? But could they hold on to the top twenty-five? I mean, if so, I mean that's you're getting close to that number. You know, you you wonder the same things about a team like Houston every year. Um, BYU every year is going to be on that fringe. Um, so we'll see. But I obviously the SEC, the 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 Big Ten, they run everything. And that's why you want to get into one of those conferences. And because they run everything, you're just not going to be able to. Because why would they bring in Colorado if they're expecting payments of, whatever, $85 or or $100 million or whatever per year per school? Colorado's got to throw in $85 million to the pie to be able to pull that out. And to be honest, I don't think any Pac-12 team is able to do that right now. Um, and that's why they rejected Oregon and Washington. and That's probably why they won't get in if they hold out and try their hand. You know, it, it's it's still the right decision for those two schools to to see if they can convince the Big Ten to let them in or hope Notre Dame gets in and they can be part of the package, mostly because they'll still have a spot in the Big 12. You know, there there's, isn't a world in which the Big 12 turns them down. So we'll see. Um, I guess I didn't touch on the other reasons. The so so the big con if you're if you're not or if you if you do go to the Big Twelve is just the travel. You know, going to UCF, uh, going to what else is over there? I thought there was one other really bad one. I mean, Cincinnati's not great. Uh, West Virginia, West Virginia is the other really rough one. And those that's if if you're sending every team there once a year instead of sending them to who knows, at Los Angeles, that's going to be pretty expensive. And again, you're expecting about the same payment um, from the Big 12 as you would get from the Pac-12. So that that money's coming out of your pocket. On top of that, you might owe that other $50 million to the Pac-12. So financially, it might not put you in a better place. But I do think it sets you up better in the long run because you're knocking out the Pac-12. You also get to move to Big Twelve leadership, which you know, I'm it might be a little bit overrated at this point. You know, Big Twelve has not handled things perfectly recently. Um they're they lost their commissioner, so they've got a new commissioner. Um the the Pac twelve leadership, again, I guess it's easy to say, well, George Kliovkov, I, I think I might bet on him over I don't even know the new Big Twelve commissioner's name. You also have to deal with all the Pac twelve presidents. And that's a group that has made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. It's enabled Larry Scott for a decade. So getting away from them, getting to the president of Baylor and TCU and all them, are they are they better presidents? Maybe not. Probably not. But in terms of fighting for football, I think that you'd be in much better shape. And that's kind of where Colorado can go. Um so you know, you get to throw in the old rivalries You bring over Utah. You bring over the Arizonas. That's where you pretty much have those rivalries in the Pac-12 anyway. It just makes sense. So hopefully that's what's going to wind up happening. Hopefully the Big 12 is willing to accept those four schools without Oregon and Washington. Um, And, yeah, all these things move quickly. So hopefully they get figured out in the next week or two. I guess the other piece, and we haven't talked about this at all, the Pac-12 said... Uh, It was a statement, I can't remember if it was, I think it was yesterday, Tuesday, uh, where they said that they were starting media negotiations. They were officially starting. They had talks behind the scenes, whatever, before that, but now they're officially starting. The reason that's relevant is because there's a a 30-day window where they can only talk to ESPN or Fox. And that's because ESPN and Fox were the partners for the last media deal, So as part of that last contract, the first 30 days negotiations, that's just those two with the Pac-12. And you see that three years ago and think, oh, yeah, that's fine. That doesn't matter at all Um, because these are things that take years. Why not spend a month just talking with, I mean, half of the people you want to talk with anyway? Now you're in this situation where you really want to figure out what your max value is as quickly as possible because if you're George Klyovkov, you're trying to, you're trying to get the biggest number possible to convince teams to stay. You want to be able to say, "Oh, well, you can go pick up $43 million a year with the Big 12. Guess what? We got you up to 47 and you don't have to deal with all these other issues on the side." Um or who knows, maybe it's we we can get to 38 and you don't have to deal with those other issues and so it's worth it. Um, But figuring out what those numbers are, good for the Pac-12 as they try to retain these schools, but also good for Colorado to know what's out there, right? To know we have this in our pocket right now, or we can go deal with all this Big 12 stuff. Um, So that's the other piece that's happening. Um, Again, that 30-day exclusive negotiation window with ESPN and Fox, not ideal. Kind of a surprise that it's not ideal, honestly, but... You know, we we've heard about the. You know, could Apple be in play? Could Amazon be in play? Um, NBC, CBS, right now don't have any college football rights. I mean, that that extend for an, a meaningful amount of time. You know, the ESPN has the SEC. Fox has the Big Ten. Could one of those other two say, okay, we're coming to the Pac-12, and guess what? We want to poach the other these other schools. And I guess that's possible because that would be the real driving force behind anything um but that thirty day delay is that that along with the the timeline for Washington and Oregon that's what makes you wonder if this really will move quickly. I still think it probably will um but we'll see we'll see, and you know, recording this Wednesday morning, who knows Thursday morning we might have some more info, and I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. Um, we we're doing three this week. So there's this one, there's one tomorrow, and then probably one Friday. Who knows? It might be one Saturday instead. But uh, that's the plan. Uh, appreciate you all, and I will see you tomorrow.